Hello, Ty. Hello, Eric. Hello, Breadheads. Back in the booth with my bud. Bud booth. You're my booth bud. I am thrilled to be your bud guy. Um, How are you today on this fine Friday? I'm doing so good, Eric. The sun is out. I'm wearing a turtleneck. Say less, right? <laughs> Holy shit. Dude, it's a perfect day to, you know, roll the windows down on your Toyota Matrix and, mm-hmm. you know, the wind will cold, so you'll need the turtleneck. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a beautiful day and happy to be in the studio with my guy, Ty. <laughs> my guy, Ty. Wow. Wow. I'm growing a mustache out a little bit too for the weekend, Eric. So with mm-hmm. the mock neck, do you think I kind of look like uh, James Franco at all? Interesting. And what what movie? <laughs> I can see the hair. You messed it up intentionally to be kind of like <laughs> disheveled, like mm-hmm. like attractive, like guy who's like too old to be in high school, but you know he's he was just held back a few years. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So that's like the character in my head, you know. Yeah, yeah, he's like effortlessly unkept, you know. Mm-hmm. Yet handsome in all cases. I'm just missing like, I don't know, a bit more of like the. Uh, he's got. He's also kind of got that like kind of badass side to him. Like he puts on a leather jacket, and then he's like, he's still like that kind of like. He's, he kind of looks like a, a cool arts major, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's like I wouldn't like let him like watch my kids. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, he's overall good for the community. Um, kind of like Subway. Like, I wouldn't leave my kids there. But, you know, I think having a Subway is good for the neighborhood. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's certainly good for the neighborhood. Subways are, like, the public libraries of neighborhoods. <laughs> because anyone can go in there and use the bathroom. Uh, there's no, there's no discrimination. You'll Dude, see I love libraries. Libraries are one of my favorite buildings. Because, like... Like, the idea of going to them is, like, so, like, romantic and, like, mm-hmm. beautiful. And then you go, and then it's just, like, all these homeless people, like, pissing in the corner. <laughs> it's just, like, it's, like, this is, like, so creepy but awesome. And then there's, mm-hmm. like, the weird porn section. There's, mm-hmm. like, the DVD section. And there's, like, mm-hmm. guys in there, like, using the Wi-Fi, like, on the login computer. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, shit like that is, like, really fascinating to me. It's, like, kind of like a time capsule in a way. Yeah, Totally. It's like the only place you'll find parents. There are kids with no parents around, at, and also like a man trying to change his pants, like in like the same, <laughs> in both in like the nonfiction section. Mm-hmm. It's a place for like kids to fall asleep and also the unhoused to fall asleep. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> maybe this isn't. Maybe we're, what we're describing is not what Subway is, but it, what we're describing is what Subway could be. Because every neighborhood and every town on earth has a subway. They have so many locations. So mm-hmm. many, Eric. Mm-hmm. And because of that, they have the opportunity to be a like municipal destination in the same way that a library is. You're right. It's totally um, a landmark. It's like every town has to have like a few things, right? It has to have a fire department. It needs mm-hmm. to have a hospital. Mm-hmm. You need a grocery store. Um, a flower shop, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you know the board of Canadian Education also requires us to have a library, and mm-hmm. you know 
much like Subway, if I'm ever lost, I don't know where I need to go. I'll end up in there and that's where I will use the Wi-Fi or, you know, uh, to use a shower. <laughs> splash, mm-hmm. I probably splash my face with cold water on a hot day and I'm mm-hmm. in that lost place. <laughs> I'll, <laughs> I'll maybe do that at Subway or the library, you know, you can swap them out. Yeah. Uh, the Dewey Decimal System and the Inch System have, <laughs> like, they're, they're, there's a commonality there as well. Mm-hmm. And there's no, um, we can't skip over the obvious comparison, right? The hot librarian with, <laughs> with you know, the sandwich artist, like, mommy figure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> they, they go hand in hand. I think the real, the real, like, comparison there, Eric, is that, like, there's a fantasy and then there's a reality. And the reality is always, like, three or four notches down from what your fantasy of your sandwich artist is. Mm-hmm, exactly. It's like every every little boy dreams about like fucking their sandwich artist. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, or is it just us? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think I think it's all guys. All guys. I'm sure there's like a whole there's a whole subset of the internet probably dedicated to like uh, sandwich art artist fetishes. Hundred <laughs> percent. Like, yeah, dude. The way they take care of you. Um, the cold gaze they give you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, they probably have like like cool glasses with like the little chain that like holds it on, you know? Mm-hmm. Can't like, have you that got, like, in your sandwich. <laughs> no. If you have like a mater- maternal bond kink, then that's the place to go. Because <laughs> you're like, you'll get a little bit of love, but then they'll hold some back. Mm-hmm, exactly. They don't mm. want to get too close. They don't want to like um, get too close to the... Uh, customers you know kind of like an escort in a way Mm -hmm. there's like a trifecta here (laughs) Mm -hmm. like hot librarian um sex workers and sandwich artists also sex workers if you think of it think about it well things get hot and heavy in my mouth let me tell you Mm -hmm. exactly um they say food is a love language Mm -hmm. (laughs) making food for someone you know it's you're it's kind of like uh putting your like dick inside them in a way Mm -hmm. It is my love language, the food. The food part <laughs> of what you said. <laughs> I mean, it makes total sense. Mm-hmm. Wow. How do we even start talking about libraries? I don't know, man. But, oh, it's because the that sub, Subway is a municipal landmark. It's mm. it's like a public bathroom at a park, you know? It just, like, mm-hmm. exists every... If you go into a city, you find a subway. If you go into... A park you're gonna find a public bathroom and there you're gonna find somebody that is like for some reason has like a sound system with them they're like carrying around a speaker system mm-hmm. you're absolutely right <laughs> <laughs> um so speaking of destination ty um we got some we got some big news here in on the west coast of canada we have the michelin gatekeepers they finally touched down mm. here in beautiful vancouver and um you know they parked their three-ton dually <laughs> <laughs> and you know they parked it they double parked it right outside of uh, pizza tanto and said mm-hmm. let me get the let me get the chef's menu because they uh dropped just dropped the list of all the best restaurants in vancouver how dare Damn. <laughs> this is a big deal for the Michelin gods to swoop in and bless our little city 
with mm-hmm. a few of their stars. It's kind of like in like a game of Mario Party when you get the bonus stars. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. Um, it's been it's a long time coming. I'm surprised the Vancouver dining scene hasn't acquired one yet. So this is pretty exciting to have eight now. Mm-hmm. It's kind of wild because, yeah, you're right. Vancouver is always like a place where rich people hang out. Mm. It's like the sleeper. It's like the sleepy and sleeper rich people hideaway, mm-hmm. um, especially because so many movies are filmed here. But just the fact that now we have these stars, I'm kind of like choked about it. I don't know how. I... Part of me is like, yeah, so we get we're getting the recognition we deserve, but the other half is like. Now the restaurant that I thought was like no one knew about is also on <laughs> all mm-hmm. posted for all of me to see. Yeah, totally. It kind of takes away some of the uh, excitement of like walking up grungy Chinatown steps to go for a meal. Like mm-hmm, exactly, because no so, one else would like venture out here, right? No. Tell them it's like no. Trust me. Go here. And you're gonna be blown away. Like that doesn't happen anymore. It's like, oh, it has a fucking Michelin star. Obviously, it's good, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it actually makes your critique either like invalid or unnecessary. Yeah, exactly. It's like you're just reading the website. <laughs> like you're not, you're not even curating anything. <laughs> nice job, idiot! You went to the Michelin guide. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, well, I'm not. I'm not sure how I feel about it either, Eric. Like. For me, the problem is now at some restaurants I like to patron, I have to pay like 50 bucks down deposit on my reservation. Talk is the real virus. Talk.com. Because the mm. Talk app, Eric, you need to, you, they let you charge the client for the table. Like your resis, your open tables. No other service before was like doing this whole charge mm-hmm. you for a reservation. Mm-hmm. And now they're, Money out of my account before I even walk in the front door, before I even get my appy. Yeah, I know. I put down $200 just to eat at a cave this summer. (laughs) (laughs) Just Um, just (laughs) Exactly. Just to uh, take off my clothes and jump into the water naked because I couldn't afford to pay the bill. But Mm -hmm. that's okay. I I did a withdrawal from the uh, Bank of Anchor. (laughs) Nice. but yeah, Ty, you're right. Uh, St. Lawrence, actually, one of the restaurants that was on the it's on the Michelin Guide, they always mm-hmm. charged for reservations. But it, to be fair, it is a deposit. So you like put down money. And then I guess if you don't show, that's when they like actually hit your credit card. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, you know, you know, with the jury, if you're able to like get a refund on that, I'm sure you could if you like complain enough to your credit card. Hmm. man i'm pretty bummed though like of all of the people on the michelin star list or restaurants none of them were any of like vancouver's like ten thousand subways you'd think that like <laughs> with that quantity available one of them would have ranked mm-hmm. you're right but with sandwiches in general there's a glass ceiling that they can't just break through like no sandwich will ever be as good as the, like, I don't know, duck confit from St. Lawrence, you know? It's tough. Like, how do you compete as a sandwich? I'm, like, Googling it live as we're speaking to try to see if there's any Michelin-starred sandwich shops. And it turns out there's one in, looks like it's Oslo, 
a, uh, <laughs> a business called Melt, and they're a grilled cheese forward restaurant with three <laughs> Michelin stars. So that's pretty impressive. They. This sounds like the kind of place that would like spell cheese with a Z, and it's like mm-hmm. actually like a vegan like science born lab cheese (laughs) (laughs) dude lab cheese that's just mold (laughs) lab cheese is mold and it usually comes in a powder it's pretty funny Mm -hmm. which is kind of funny because like the the true lab cheese is like mac and cheese from the box or like the sliced cheese at subway like i'm I have no doubts that that cheese is made in a laboratory. That didn't come from a cow. <laughs> Quit mm-hmm. pulling my leg. That's lab cheese. Yeah, I mean, where have you seen an orange cow? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. They don't exist, Ty. Uh, we've been we've covered know. cheese on this podcast so many times. I, I just like when I think about cheese, I get flashbacks to episode like ten. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because, well, Ty, because the, the orange cheese is the default. They always reach for that first. Oh no, they reach for the white cheese first, uh, and they're not based on anything other than color. Um, but the color is just synthetic. They add like some coloring to it. That's those those yeah. those are the three like notes that I want to just <laughs> bring to the breadheads at this time. The qualities of cheese are not cut clarity. Uh, color it's color oh it kind of is actually cut clarity color you know with your cheese you want it to be like a clean orange color like a a nice and bright you want a perfect triangle cut and you don't want any like scruffiness to it you don't want any like blemishes you want (laughs) it clear that sounds like someone who like dines at subway exclusively would say but we all know like the weird, funky-looking cheeses are actually the best, right? Oh, yeah. I'm thinking about exclusively at Subway. Outside of Subway, that you're not rating on the same scale. That's true. That's true. Um, so out of these restaurants, Ty, which one are you going to go to? <laughs> are you going to go to any? Are you going to skip it? Or are you going to say, like, you know what? I haven't heard of this one. I'm going to check it out. Yeah, there's actually a few restaurants on that list that I haven't even heard of, like Barbera, or like there's that sushi place on Fraser Street. Um, but I'm going to try mm-hmm. to lock down a Resuet published on Maine pretty soon. And maybe I have never eaten a Burdock Co., so I should probably swing by there, see what's happening out there. Yeah. I do like Burdock in mm-hmm. general. Yeah. I think I understand why this whole Michelin thing has gotten me like feeling a little agitated today i'm feeling like kind of like a child today ty i I need to be Mm. i need to be coddled today and Mm -hmm. it's because it reminds me a little bit too much of dine out vancouver Mm. and dine out is the worst possible into the culinary industry um this is probably the second worst because now (laughs) now the crowd at all these like interesting places is gonna be like filled with like People who drive down from like Abbotsford and like shit like that. It's like, oh, honey, we're going to a Michelin star restaurant. Get the house on. <laughs> like that kind of <laughs> shit. And they're going to like, you know, they're going to see the valet parking for $20 and be like, fuck that. You know mm-hmm. I mean? Like those, that crowd who like, they, they don't live this life that me and you live, Ty. And now we're going to have to suffer by sitting next to them. Right. They're going to ruin the scene. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but on the flip side, Eric, that means that the suburban subways will be a little quieter if you want to go on our own little honeymoon. <laughs> <laughs> You're absolutely right about that. They'll, they're going to come west and we're going to go east. Mm-hmm. And we're going to go straight to the smallest subway. There's mm-hmm. going to be a competition out there for like the biggest subway and the smallest subway. Yeah, I think so. Like you're thinking, like generally the square footage, right? Not like the nuance is of their sandwich sizes. Like <laughs> one's like two millimeters bigger. Sorry, eighth of an inch. Ah, uh, yes. Um, no, definitely like square footage. Like, is there a literal hole in the wall subway that we can go to? Hmm. Yeah, I want. I want to <laughs> order a foot long through like a glory hole in the side of a brick building. Just like push the <laughs> push the foot long out when it's done. <laughs> Mm-hmm, exactly and i want it to come out on like a foot-long tray so you can just like see exactly you know when they sh- when it gets shoved out of the wall that it's like the right size mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or you can you know <laughs> or if it's not on the tray then you would kind of receive it like a baby <laughs> <laughs> you gotta deliver the sandwich <laughs> wow new meaning to to uber eats delivery mm-hmm. it's getting pushed out kind of gross <laughs> Uh, I feel like there's probably some like subways that are like test kitchens like truly the <laughs> test kitchen concept exists for even fast food restaurants mm-hmm. well the problem is Ty with the franchise model every every one of them is a test kitchen because they don't talk to each other <laughs> they, <That's> don't, true. <laughs> they don't share knowledge and that might be you know subways Achilles heel like imagine if all of these subways had like had to report back to HQ with their findings and then mm-hmm. they were given, you know, the menu instead of them inventing like random bullshit to do on the side, like this mm-hmm. rice bowl, like fiasco, you know? Tis a fiasco. It's funny though, because the franchisees are like the middleman, you know, like I am making the menu. At the end of the day, I choose the menu <laughs> as the customer. And mm-hmm. then the franchisees are responsible for relaying that information to corporate. But the franchisees, have to go through the sandwich artist so there's like a game of telephone happening here um mm-hmm. and there's no way that the corporate's ever going to deliver something that i want because we have to go through too many hoops to get like my day-to-day actions then like mm-hmm. the big the big data has to be accumulated by all the sandwich artists com- taken to all the franchisees and then amalgamated at corporate that that seems like just like a mess to put together, you know? It's messier than like the the paper <laughs> when I bend my sandwich. <laughs> You're absolutely right. And now that I ever think about it, like I'm recalling the time where I asked for falafel and the white lady was like, Oh, is that a type of bread? Or no, mm-hmm. she said like, No, we got something. <laughs> and uh and I'm just thinking about like what she might say to her superiors. It might sound something like, Yeah, this this person asking for a weird ethnic type of bread mm-hmm. we didn't have it so that conversation yeah, then, obviously wouldn't lead to anything good and then they're gonna the franchisee is gonna go to corporate and say can we get some ancient grain on the menu and then yeah, next thing you totally know they've wrong. eliminated the italian herb and cheese and replaced it with some sort of like egyptian rye <laughs> <laughs> oh man all because i just wanted some falafel mm-hmm Damn, it's wow. it's a game of telephone. And you know what's funny is like we sh- 
I think communication is Subway's biggest weakness because they're so reliant on it. The entire ordering process, Eric, is ping pong, back and forth, communication <laughs> down the line. Mm-hmm. You're playing a game of verbal ping pong. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm flubbing every shot. My sandwich artist can't return. It's, mm-hmm. And then they need to summarize that experience and deliver it to their franchise overlord. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I think it's – I don't know if it's ping pong. I think it's more like backseat driving. It's like when you're like in the car in the backseat saying like, oh, slow down or like, uh, what are you doing? Like, turn here and stuff like that. That's what we're doing to our sandwich artists. And now I understand why they look so mad all the time. (laughs) That's a good point. Because in ping pong, you assume that there's equal time to respond to an action. Like I perform an action, they have just as much time to reply. But when Mm -hmm. you're in the backseat of your Uber Black, you're at telling them, hey, you should have turned left there already after they've crossed the intersection. And that's more closely related to my sandwich ordering process where I say, hey, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't ask for jalapenos after three of them all have already been laid down on my sandwich. Mm-hmm, exactly. Or it's like, can you, know, can you add more of this? It's always a reaction. As a mm-hmm. you know, sandwich creator, you're always kind of like playing both sides. You're always like reacting and proacting. Mm-hmm. It's a bit like... A, juggling you know they're they're juggling what they think is what you want with what you're telling them they want and they're and they got a time a a time crunch happening you know so Mm -hmm. they gotta like they have to be a bit predictive their their operating system has to have an algorithmic aspect to it where they're trying to predict what you want like they said what what else would you like well their hand is like in the lettuce bowl like any vegetables hands in the lettuce bowl what's up with that Mm, that's <laughs> <laughs> you're absolutely right like even if uh you skip the lettuce like say you start with jalapenos they're gonna be mm. like oh, oh, do you want lettuce <laughs> like, like they always like are so concerned with like if you if you're getting lettuce or not it's like you gotta eat your greens kid <laughs> mm-hmm. you gotta make your bed of lettuce mm-hmm, exactly the bed of lettuce really is the foundation of all sandwiches especially the, the garden mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah it's like wow. the garden layer you know your sandwich is kind of sedimentary in a sense uh you if you did the cross section you, there's like a solid meat section then you got like that green layer and then you got like and the closer you get to the surface or the crust it gets a little bit more mushy like muddy mm-hmm. i thought you were describing a new type of diet like sedimentarian <laughs> yeah i only eat like one food type at a time <laughs> <laughs> everything has to be a, in a seven layer dip format for me to eat it <laughs> honestly that's oh. kind of cool i do like my meals deconstructed from time to time mm-hmm. you're somebody who like innovates heavily on meals i've never seen you eat the same thing twice <laughs> Like based on what you've tell, you've told me, and what I've seen you uh, share with me via Snapchat, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's always like the same ingredients, but like completely different. Like it looks hundred percent different. I'm like, how many dishes can you make with like, like yeast? <laughs> it's crazy, like how versatile some ingredients are, Eric. And like, it's the same thing with Subway. Like they're optimizing their ingredients for versatility, not flavor. Like <laughs> you're absolutely right. Like the, the, the single slice of tomato has 
potential in like a greek style sandwich a like falafel like a like a pizza sub you can kind of move Mm -hmm. it between different sandwiches and like like the acidic side or the sweet side start to like show up a little bit more sometimes it's more of a textural thing Mm -hmm. the food in my fridge is kind of the same way like there's a lot of different ways you can cook a cauliflower (laughs) so and uh how many of those were taken as inspiration from your recent mexico trip (laughs) (laughs) dude when i was in mexico i i swear to god i ate cauliflower like three times a day they don't have (laughs) any other meat substitutes there it's their only option not even a little uh you know salsa you know a little pico de gallo well they just gloop it on the cauliflower and they (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like yeah it's a cauliflower chorizo now or whatever i don't know their favorite move is to like pan fry it and then do like some sort of like hazelnut topping on it i don't know why mm. that's the pairing but i see that at a lot of like um <laughs> four price tag yelp restaurants too it'll be like cauliflower <laughs> steak with like a little bit of a little little hazelnut sauce or I had a hazelnut romasco <laughs> the other day. They like made it into Dude. a tomato sauce. Dude, what the fuck? Actually, it must be it must be rough out here, man. Because <laughs> because like just you want to dine out, you know, you want to have like a nice experience, like ordering natty wines mm-hmm. through you know their recommendations and whatnot. But then like once you get the food, you're like, damn, cauliflower again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like damn, we're having this like crazy ass biodynamic orange palette palate enhancement and mm-hmm. now i just have to like order the order the salad with this it's yeah. my only option what goes good with the cauliflower <laughs> mm-hmm. it's tough it's, it's hard but you know what i like about the way eric is that we're all working with the same ingredients you know mm-hmm. it's so democratizing to say like okay we all have the same same paints in our in our um on our paintbrush what are you, what are you what are you gonna what are you gonna create today? And more often than not, I'm I'm sticking with my greatest hits, Ty. Um, you know, I I'm performing blinding lights ten times in a row when I come to Subway. <laughs> well, you're a purist, not a tourist, and that's I think the dichotomy that you and I have. I'm a tourist, not a purist in most <laughs> cases. <laughs> Absolutely. I also follow the three percent rule when it comes to innovating mm-hmm. on my sandwiches. I'm only interested in like tweaking it a little bit because I want to know that it's still a BMT, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you see, I follow the three inch rule, which is every three inches, I want the sandwich to taste a little bit different, caterper- mm-hmm. caterpillar rule style. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Is that a rainbow rule? I don't remember. I, I'm, I'm picturing exactly what you're thinking of, so it worked. Um, cool. <laughs> wow. Well, Ty, once again, you're making me real hungry. <laughs> I am so hungry. I just had lunch an hour ago, and I'm feeling very hungry, and I'm going to have to fuel up before I hit the tennis courts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, get back in the lab and uh, try to make something new, Eric. Okay. Don't go 3% change. Go like 30% change tonight. Mm, I don't know how I'm going to innovate on a banana by 30%. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, But I'll try my best and I will report back to you. You know what I tried the other day? Take the banana and then like fry it, like slice it and then fry (laughs) the slices in a frying pan and then put it on like toast. 
Oh, with butter. It'll like caramelize up. Frying yeah, with butter. some butter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe a couple oh. little nuts. Little nuts kind of sprinkled on there. A little walnut. Dude. Pretty good. If I, I don't know how you're not 300 pounds. <laughs> it's just a banana, dude. <laughs> no one got but fat he, eating bananas. That's true. But you're hinting at all of the amazing things you probably made outside this podcast. And now I'm like, well... I guess I'm moving out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, dude. Um, I think I only just share the good meals with you. You don't see you don't see the uh, behind the scenes. You think mm. a chef in a Michelin star restaurant, like, what are they gonna be cooking for themselves when they're hungry? Do you think they're actually like whipping themselves up some confit, or do you think they are uh, just like grabbing? just raw cucumber and putting it in their mouth to like hold them over until their shift's done. I mean, I know what I do and it's a lot like the latter. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I, you know, take the milk jug and take a swig straight from the fridge. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll cook KD and like not even put milk in it. I'll just add like (laughs) I'll add the powder straight to the bowl and mix it, you know, those kinds of things. Um, Totally. Dude, they could innovate on KD so much. Like, why can't you just cook it in the box? <laughs> yeah, why isn't the box made of foil? That way it's mm-hmm. recyclable. Mm-hmm. Still recyclable, but you can cook in it. I guess, I don't know if you can recycle it with food still in there. I don't know. But if you, like, eat out of it too, then it's your bowl. Like, I'm dirtying yeah. a lot of dishes for a dinner that costs $1. Dude. Asians already did that. They already innovated on the KD thing you just talked about. Instant noodles already come in the bowl, and you just oh, yeah. add water. Oh yeah, in, instant noodles is the Asian food of craft dinner, which is the Italian food of instant <laughs> noodles. <laughs> and wow, this dude, is an I'm infinite loop. Oh wow! I, I, need, I need to go make some food. Absolutely. Well, Ty, pleasure chatting with you today. Um, I will. Hold the tennis court down for as long as I can today, and uh, mm-hmm. I'll see you there. All right, it's a filibuster. He's going to wait the court out. <laughs> <laughs> we shall not be moved. Amazing. Well, uh, thank you for tuning in, Breadheads. <laughs> uh, thank you, Eric, for joining me once again, my booth buddy in the lab. Uh, <laughs> look forward to jamming with you again next week. I don't like booth buddy. buddy. What's wrong like with booth buddy? buddy? It's uh, sexual. <laughs> okay. If you say so, Booth Buddy. <laughs>